0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we have someone joining us who's got to work a little bit later today as well. I will be working as as well on this match. Mm -hmm. Georgia State's women, Sunbelt home opener today against Coastal Carolina. We have Panthers head coach Ed Joyce hanging out with us this morning. Ed, how are you? I'm not bad at yourselves. It's early. It's very early. <laughs> it's I'm early. not used to these hours. It's early.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I've, I've got a uh, five-year-old and a six-year-old, so this isn't that early for me. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's early for me after a big win for Atlanta United last night and hopefully uh, a big win for you guys today. 1 o'clock at the GSU Soccer Complex. You can also watch on ESPN+. Plus. And Ed, let's catch up just on, on where things are in the Sun Belt. That first game with Georgia Southern postponed due to weather, but then you go out on the road to ULM and get the 1-0 hard-fought win. How do you feel about your Panthers at this point in the season?
1: I feel we're in a good place. Um, Monroe's a you know, tough place to go. They're a good team with uh, a lot of experienced kind of international players. So you know for our group to go down there, travel, fly, play, win, and come back, and obviously try to turn around again and do it again on Sunday is – it's a challenge but uh you know we feel we feel good we're in a we're in a place where we're not conceding many goals and we're scoring a few as well so um getting some injuries back at the right time so we feel like we're in a good place at the moment
0: one of the things that that's impressed me about this group is the depth and and we talked about it early on in the season was finding those rotations uh keeping players fresh and you're able to do that on weeks like this where you've got the Thursday Sunday turnaround how has the depth come together and especially with the young players the the freshmen and some of the early transfers coming into the program this year How's it all fit together
1: i think it's down a lot to our you know our captains and our seniors for from from minute one really just uh you know making it really inclusive in terms of the environment you know, there was no like them and us in terms of new players and returners so that helped from minute one, um, but end of the day, you know, the assistants and, and ourselves do a really good job with the recruiting side of things and bringing in players that are going to match our culture and match the way we want to play. Because, you know, for us, that's probably the biggest the biggest difference. In is our style of play is is a little bit unique compared to you know a lot of college soccer. So we we want to keep the ball, and it's a lot of high risk and can, can cause some pressure on some players. So you now the confidence level in training has to. Has to be there because obviously it has to kind of just segue into the games as well as it has, so um, young one's done a great job, and you know there'll be probably three or four, maybe even five of them playing today. well, uh, well I want to talk more about that folks We're spending time on the wait for outline this morning talking with Ed Joyce, uh, coaches of women 's soccer, Georgia State University. They're home this afternoon, uh, one o'clock taking on coastal Carolina. I want to talk more about that because people talk about the transfer portal and they demonize it sometimes in all other different sports it's a necessary thing right now talk about the way you've decided to approach it um and and, and to do it because and, and also the way this conference teams around this conference are approaching it you know i don't i don't see the transfer portal as a uh, a one size fits all thing for for every every team and for us we you know we don't we don't use it maybe as, as much as, as some other teams do. You know, we have obviously a transfer this year from a Division Two school and then we have a graduate transfer, which they've been really good to us in the past. As uh, the grad kids have maybe one year or one semester left and come in and bring a bit of maturity to a the team, they've done a really good job for us. And Olivia Cohen has done that for us this year from App State. Um, but we just haven't used it quite as much. You know, I think our international side of things is... Is, is good for us. We have a good Spanish contingent of a Danish girl, Japanese girl from Canada. Um, so whereas they've kind of filled filled that void. But, you know, other teams in the league do use it a lot and it works really well for them. And I think that's the the nice thing about the portal is it does give kids a second opportunity and it gives coaches an opportunity to bring in players that aren't necessarily, you know, 17, 18 years old. Um you know, but for us, it, it just we want to try and get recruiting right as best we can on the front end is is our is our goal, and that's why we do a lot of work on the front end so that we don't you know have to have kids in the portal as much or or dip into the portal as much ourselves. But um, you know, I think it was probably time for a change in the way the transfers worked two years ago, and now it's just getting tweaked a little bit every year to try and get it right.
0: I think what's impressed me about what you've built at Georgia state is that identity. And you talked about it, the way that you guys play, it's not for everybody. And maybe that's why the the portal hasn't been as big of a deal. You have players that fit your system and there's some very talented players that might not necessarily fit it. One who has fit in so quickly is Aliyah Fadul, the freshman from Canada. How has, has she surprised you in how fast she has hit the ground running for your team and fit in with the style of play?
1: It's a tough one because you know you you, you want to say no because you want to say you know you got recruiting a hundred percent right, but I think for us we always try and you know set the bar in a in a reasonable place for the young young kids because the y- y- expectation can be a killer at times, and we don't want them to come in feeling the stress of of performance and the anxiety that comes with that. So for us, you know, we try and make the environment competitive in training. So whereas if you can do it in training, you can do it in the games, and we we feel we've done a good job of that. But she's. She's so humble and she works so hard and she's athletic and you know for us a lot of times we're we're trying to pump her tyres a little bit to get her a little bit more a little bit more um, arrogant in a good way you know being tough to take somebody on and, and being being uh, kind of confident enough to go to goal herself and and do those sorts of things because I mean I think before she leaves here she'll have a ten she'll have a ten or twelve goal season we we kind of think she's got that sort of ability.
0: It's been so impressive to see her fit. But I also want to talk about the the seniors, like you mentioned. Um, getting Ava Diaz-Lowey's back from injury is huge. But a player that I think it's easy, and, and we've had this conversation when it comes to Atlanta United with that holding midfield, and players like Tristan William Baugh and, and Mateus Hosachu, and yeah, maybe they're not scoring many goals or getting those assists, but I keep looking at a player in your team who's a, a local product in Ana Diaz, who sets the tone so much for your team just talk a little bit about her her leadership and and how she plays to be a leader but also everything she does for the group off the field too
1: i mean she's she's our metronome i mean the way we play we have to be um really conscious of when to when to lift tempo and when to lower it and she's she's very good at that um you know kind of maybe an under-recruited player i think out of our club in high school, just because you know she was, I think, five foot tall and you know 110 pounds, something like that. But you know, for us, it works. But I mean, she's just a mature kid. You know, she's kind of going down the med school path as well. So I mean, she's got just a, a bit more maturity than, than your average, you know, 21 year old. So you know, for us, she's does a really good job of just kind of being there for everybody and helping the younger ones kind of assimilate. But uh, obviously, with her being kind of fluent in Spanish as well, she's been good to to help some of our Spanish girls come in as they're kind of perfecting their English. So she's just, I mean, she's, you, you hit a nail on the head. She's just what it links, up, links us together, I think, between the, the back three and obviously you know, the, the attacking players. She's just an ever-present and, you know, without her, we have players that can come in and do the job, but she definitely does it, you know, in a different way just due to the experience she's had within the programme. Is Georgia State hosting Coastal Carolina, 1 o'clock this afternoon at the GSU Soccer Complex. Please be spending time with Coach Ed Joyce on the It also uh, is there. And also, if you can't make it there, you can watch Jason Longshore's uh, work coverage. You're on ESPN Plus
0: ESPN today. Plus, 1 o'clock. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a fun one with this. When you look at Coastal Carolina, what stands out to you about what your team has to do well to get the win today?
1: I mean, they play a similar system to us, and you know, they're trying to try and do things in a similar way. So, I mean, they uh, we have to we've got to keep the ball. I mean, that's the biggest thing. When we have the ball, we're we're comfortable. Um, I mean, we're getting a lot better in transition with with some of the players getting a bit more experience. But for us, it's you know possession is is what our identity is. We've you know we've got to keep the ball on the attacking side. We've got to take our chances. because so we're creating a lot of chances this season, and you know due to some I'd say some youth in some big in some big occasions we've. We've missed some opportunities that they score a hundred times out of a hundred in training. So we've got to take early opportunities or keep the ball. I think defensively we've got to got to make sure that we uh, we press in the right areas and that we you know we we drop into a, a mid block in the right areas as well because they are expansive and if we we go at the wrong time, they so definitely have players that can hurt you.
0: I'll finish with this, Ed. You know we talked earlier about on the U.S. Women's National Team side. You know this has been a, an interesting transition this week with Julie Ertz. Last game, Megan Rapinoe's last game today. The growth of the women's game in in your time at Georgia State, and especially in the local scene. How have you seen it develop? Are are there things that you want to see more of? Are, are there things that maybe people just need to know about the growth of the women's game in the metro Atlanta area and in the state of Georgia? I think it's a
1: it's it's definitely a worldwide. Um, I wouldn't say revolution, but maybe evolution. And you look at the when I was growing up in England, my local club didn't, didn't even want the girls to play and fought for them not to play. And now you fast forward and you know, the World Cup, you know, finalists and European champions, and you know, it's it's happening here in in a different way. So the game's always been here, but I think the focus on the on the pro game um, is definitely lifting. And I think obviously having the NWSL becoming more stable. Um, I think is really, really helpful as well. I think the biggest thing for the for young girls in Atlanta would be to have a, a legitimate pro team um, to kind of capture some imaginations the same way that United, United has with the men. Um, I think we'd like to see that because the level here obviously is really high. I think some of the clubs like Top Hat, Concord, GSA, UFA, I mean, the best college teams in the country are... Uh, and obviously the pro team as well, with Riley Jackson, are coming into take the talent elsewhere to whereas there's definitely a you know, fertile recruiting ground for for a pro team to kind of come in and get some homegrowns going and really kind of capture imagination of the young ones.
0: We've got time for one more and I'll throw another big picture one at you because you and I have talked about identity and the way that you want your team to play quite a bit and it's what attracted me to the, the program and it's honestly really similar to, to what Gonzalo Pineda and Atlanta United want to do in terms of having the ball. And doing everything based around possession, how did that come about for you? What was it about playing in that way that you wanted to implement at, at Georgia State?
1: I mean, I got here in 2016, and you know the team was. You know, I'm always a big believer. I don't like like the phrase "playing the right way." I don't like that. I think there's many different ways to play, and as coaches, our job is to pick the right way for our team. Um, I was fortunate enough to be um, kind of given from the from the outset the idea of time to kind of get the program where I wanted it to get to. And, I, you know, it's just the way I wanted to get it there. You know, I've always admired teams that that play and get the ball down and roll and roll it as opposed to kind of just go a bit more direct. But you know, we, we want to try and meld a team that can do both. I think the goal against ULM is a good example of right. being able to stretch the game in both ways. But, I mean, for us, it's just, it's, it's who we are. We think there's a disconnect at times between club soccer where kids are Taught to play, 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 and then all of a sudden, you know, they can be in a direct environment. We want to try and attract those kids that want to carry on playing. You know, I think there's a, there's a place for everybody, and you know, the direct environment is definitely one that suits a lot of players. But as you see with our players, if I all of a sudden went out one day and said, "Right, girls, we're not going to play anymore. We're just going to bang it in the channel and see what happens," I think I'd have a mutiny. So, <laughs> um, like you said earlier, we've recruited to the system. We use a system to recruit. We've got a fantastic facility now that really helps us. But I think, on the whole, the most attractive part about what we do is the way we play. And you know, I think our staff—you know, TK, Abdul, and Brisa Zavala have brought in to that idea from day one. Uh, Brisa played for me; she's the first recruit we committed to Georgia State, and now she's our assistant. So I mean, that's a really cool story as well. But you know, TK, in my opinion, is one of the, be- the best young coaches in the region. Um, he's only 26, 27 years old, and on the grass every day and it really is helpful to have somebody else that kind of believes in the same things that you do.
0: Ed, thanks for the time. Really, really appreciate it. Looking forward to 1 o'clock today against Coastal Carolina at the GSU Soccer Complex. Have a good rest of the morning.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.